And now we get to the piece de resistance of spoiler in time. Oh. Miami Vice, season four, episode seven, Missing Hours, which Wikipedia told me was interesting because James Brown guests in it. Uh, and then we started watching it and realized that Chris Rock has a bigger part than James Brown in this episode. Practically a starring role. Yeah. Uh, it, uh, Bryce, you were saying you found reference that it was his first TV role. Yeah, that's, I, that's what I believe is the case. It's his first time on TV and it's Chris Rock. It's still Chris Rock. You oh, know? it's absolutely like the minute he opened his mouth. I was like, wait a minute. I know that voice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, oh, what's funny is like, I saw his name in the credits and I, I did the thing where I leapt forward. Uh, I, I did the Wolf of Wall Street meme and then I hit back, back, back. And I was like, did I just see that name? <laughs> no way. Uh, so Bryce, uh, 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 Hello. how much did you love the bright, beautiful, colorful nature of this particular episode? <laughs> Miami Vice knows how to use aesthetics. I'm just kidding. This is, um, hey guys, what the hell is this episode? I don't even. I is it a dream? For, can we, is it a I dream? I decide if this is like a really early prototype x-files or scooby-doo my abbey vice or maybe a little bit of both i mean to but, be honest uh, i suppose we should bring everybody up to speed uh, uh if you if you ain't seen it maybe go see it if you ain't gonna gonna see it then at least hear this summary um yeah, let's keep listening. it's literally a five season arc summary of what would become the x-files the idea of what if ufo sightings was not actual ufos and aliens but instead a big cold war distraction away from the real powers that be which also the x-files turned out to factually be accurate down the road as they continued to release more and more cold war footage and there are documents indicating that the united states realized that it's better for the russians to believe we have alien weapons technology and to have people talking about that not about nuclear disarmament course, or whatever you're jumping to the end of the episode uh, yes. 90 percent of this episode is leading you on to think I don't know. Maybe it really is an alien abduction. Like, how do you explain the disappearing body? How do you explain Trudy seeing herself and the sky and James Brown's face? Because uh, we're going to break every time with Trudy seeing herself and the sky and James Brown's face. Uh, you know, and 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 all the tropes: missing time and the burned patch or the shaven patch with the puncture wound. Uh, all all of that stuff. And, and I know I'm like, Miami vice isn't going to tell me there's aliens, but, uh, I was actually expecting a more, a, cl a more clever response in the end than, you know, the two men in suits, uh, being like, yeah, you're getting too close to the truth here, buddy. Uh, you better just hush this up. Allow me to state unequivocally. This is an awful episode of the show. Miami vice by awful. You mean awfully fun? No, I mean, awfully, awfully confusing. Enjoyable. I, mean, I mean, the entire last three minutes make no sense, and I have no idea what they mean. They appear to be uh, a segment of the movie Creep Show or Creep Show Two, as best I can tell. What is Apparently, the peanut butter? Uh, I mean, it's a, a thing crazy people part. Because the guy had a bag full of peanut butter, and then she had peanut butter in her desk drawer at the end. Okay, I mean the. The unfortunate I thought the peanut butter was going to be explained as like, oh, that's how they were drugging people. But they didn't even go that far. It was just they have peanut butter. Well, if it was, a, I mean, they're <laughs> they're making it they're making it seem like it was all a dream. Right. 
It's all a dream. She remembered the photo, and she had had some peanut butter in her desk, and that was oh right because the photo I, I was not in the desk that way. That's yeah. interesting. So she dreamed. Do you the think parts it was aliens? Of, it was well, just no, bad. She, peanut she butter. dreamed the parts of the TV show that she wasn't even in. She dreamed Crockett and Tubbs's lines and interactions. <laughs> yes, and yes. everybody Very whispering. Okay, all right. Yes, what? Yes, all right. Did you see all the other stuff. Did you see how they got like. Oh my How god. How else do you explain Chris Rock being an employee of Miami Vice? There, there, it was there a dream, is obviously. There is one thing I'll be curious to uh, find out if you guys noticed. Um we were talking earlier about another show that uh, plays uh, not enough with color for uh, Bryce's taste. <laughs> oh my goodness. But th there's an entire scene. Did you notice that literally every single item in the room when she talks to the doctor and comes out of hypnosis is white? Including the doc, uh, the, the doctor's outfit is all shades oh, of gray. Well, that and, and and her uh, partner, she is the only human. She is the uh, the only garment that is of any color at all. Mm -hmm. Is is her green dress? That was a. Is her hair different in every scene except the beginning and the end? It does seem like it is inconsistent because she's got the the sort of like teased up tall hair at the beginning when they're trying to catch the guy. Uh, and then when she shows up at the at the boat at the, for the first time, she's got the straightened hair mm -hmm. uh, that's down on the sides, and it stays that way until that weird ending episode when she wakes up and it's back to being teased and high. Which, which, by the way, all of that feeds into both of your uh, increasingly accurate assertion that this is a dream, because that's the way you know dreams. You just don't question. You're like, oh, like, that's happening now. Okay. As for the all-white stuff, I, I know that that was a part of, because Miami Vice did have a very distinctive look and color palette, mm -hmm. and part of it was using a lot of whites, uh, not using earthy colors, so you don't see a lot mm -hmm. of red. That's why he drives a, a white Ferrari. Um, uh, so I, I think that kind of, I think that helps create the uh, the otherworldliness of it, um, because we've seen all of those cheap <laughs> cheap studio scenes before in other Miami Vice episodes but this one does feel weird partly because of that maybe that's I'm what they curious. were going for is is to like they looked at the style bible and then they said what rules can we break to make it clear that this is all a dream though i don't uh, think they broke any is what i'm saying i think that the doctor's all office would have been consistent not breaking it so that's yeah oh I, yeah, wait, lots wait, of light I, 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 yeah it, well i mean it was like i don't know if you if you were going to do a bruce almighty scene with you know god's office like that's how white everything was it was ridiculous i wonder also why he wasn't named james brown uh, I would imagine they it's because he ran a cult that defrauded people out of their money and was shown to be a sham of a lie funded by the government. And maybe James Brown thought, I would prefer my name not be associated with that. So they made I up just want name. my music and my image associated with it, but certainly not my name. Correct. That's, he, that's what I thought. All right. Yeah. It's weird because he is. Then he's why named, let them but... use I feel good? Uh, because he owns it and because it will make him money, but he would prefer that the name James Brown not be right. associated with a sham fraudulent cult that is funded by the government in order to defraud people. But Lou DeLong. They even like made a fake vinyl slip yeah. and everything. I, I don't know. Also, apparently that's the song uh, I Feel Good is not credited uh, in that episode either. Oh, interesting. 
which who knows it could be like it could wasn't wasn't there like a legal reason like michael jackson wasn't credited in the simpsons uh yes partly Uh, uh, so uh, i bet there's something very similar the agreement was like Uh, uh, they were able to uh, the agents were able to get him for voice talent but not for music talent so they they had somebody else sing the song which could be the same thing here like hey just steal the song and we we'll we'll all hand wave i don't know I mean, he obviously was okay with whatever they did because he was in the show. Yeah. Yeah. They let, I mean, he, he, like many guest actors, was the bad guy. A bad guy, I guess. Yeah. That, that was usually the, the guest role. So that wasn't specific Guys, I, to him. I, I just can't express how bonkers this was. It I, really was. I, this I, I was spe- like, I'm watching Miami Vice. Am I? Am I though? Uh, yeah. In fact, I texted you guys because they go back to the same quarry. That anytime anything explodes, they always have to be in the same quarry. And I sent you a screen grab, and I was like, I wonder if something's about to blow up. And by the way, there's a bunch of like and oil drums. <laughs> though, to be clear, to be fair, there was an explosion, but there was a car crash. Our car, <laughs> yeah, correct, correct. They, like, oh, we, they're using it for the car crash, not the explosion this time, because <laughs> the car might explode during the car crash, though it did not. Uh, also, I, I, you know, I think it's worth pointing out that. Uh, we had a little cosplay at the very beginning um, with with Chris Rock's character and uh, uh, Izzy. Oh, that, those neither of those were Chris Rock. Both of those were. Oh, that was not Chris Rock. That was that was uh, Charlie Bar- Barnett, I guess. Uh, yeah, I think both of those guys were some of the like low level criminals who were what? just hanging out with. Yeah, yeah. Lately. Izzy was the was the guy in the um, the sword. The yeah, he was the Latino, suit. and and, yeah, and the, the, the black guy. I got the impression was 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 another. One. I think that was you're right. That was Neville Lamont. That would be Charlie Barnett. Yeah, but uh, 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 man, it, it was... even that sting didn't make any sense. Like they're working with these guys and they're having them steal wallets, and that's how they're investigating. Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, uh, they, because they, they go they go through the wallets afterwards. They, they're complaining about the fact that because they're undercover. They know they, they can get away them. with petty crimes and they can't right. stop them. So they're and doing then, it to taunt the police. And yes, they know that they're going to confiscate all of the wallets at the end, but at least they were able to mess with the man right in yeah. front of their faces the entire time. It's, but then they go through the wallets as like a part of their investigation. Well, no, I think they were just returning. They were going through the wallets to uh, identify them and return them. Right. That so was they unrelated could send them back to, to the everyone. investigation. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. Weird. It was an unnecessarily complex bit. To get the porn dealer, got him. <laughs> yes, the porn dealer Here with, comes the, with the, the porn bag dealer. full of uh, peanut butter. The porn. And then I was confused: was that the porn dealer, or was it the two guys behind oh, I thought, him? I thought it was. And I, then, thought, I thought it was him. Oh, I thought it was the guy behind the guy. I thought it was him at first, and then later, when they're talking about the investigation, they mentioned like, and then this guy has a heart attack, and we can't get the porn dealer. And I was like, oh, I guess that wasn't the porn dealer. Whoa. It was the guys behind him. I mean. To be honest, if I were to time travel back to whatever year this was made, I might make the decision that, come on, guys, ain't nobody there for the first act going to be there by the second. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Yeah. yeah. It's TV, no, it, people. Well, and especially because it's a, I'm just saying, like, it's all it's all loose. It all feels like loose is set up because of the dreamlike nature. of. <laughs> oh, yeah. God, God was why, bizarre. when did she fall asleep? Oh, I, I figured, and was she alive during any of it? I mean, I could tell you when I fell asleep. Shortly uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. after hitting play, this is a weird one, guys. It's so weird. Yeah, this was uh, this was I I would say of the ones we've watched, and we I haven't watched all of them. This is the weirdest one we've watched. 
Uh, the very end, when they show up in that awesome cigarette boat, um, and then they try to leave, and it won't start, and I, th- I thought to myself, how wildly irresponsible is it to send two police on a boat that may or may, you know, like, <laughs> like, you die when you're just adrift at sea. Like, I, I don't know. It was Well, but uh, you aren't expecting an electromagnetic pulse from an unidentified alien aircraft to disable your boat. I, I can't even, uh, this, this was a very weird, <laughs> but how did they know to turn the no sign on the no vacancy sign on when we what? rolled up? And did you notice that the guys who stole the lady, those little green men were bathed in green light? I did not. Mm, no, I did not notice that. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, yeah, there's a hidden message in this episode, right? <laughs> I, I can't even. So uh, this would have been, if I was to guess, I would guess this was what, 87, 88, right around the time that Whitley Strieber releases Communion, uh, the, alleged, the the science fiction writer who suddenly releases a nonfiction book uh, explaining. November 13th, 1987 is yeah. when this episode called aired. It, called it. That, that was in the gestalt. Yep. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, okay. All right. Tracks. It was, uh, I mean, we periodically have UFO crazes. Uh, Whitley Strieber's was, was not the first, nor is it the last since we're currently in another one. Uh, but, but yeah, this, this is at the, at the peak of, of one of those, uh, for sure. So Miami Vice moving on the gestalt. That makes sense. All right. That is Miami Vice season four, episode seven, missing hours. Next week, uh, we will be watching episode eight of Silo. Uh, we will be watching the first two episodes of the third season of Righteous Gemstones. Righteous Gemstones returning. And we're going to do another Miami Vice episode, two in a row. Uh, this one is season four, episode eight. So the one that comes right after Missing Hours called Like a Hurricane. I can only hope that it's got the Scorpions in the soundtrack. Uh, it does, however, star Sheena Easton and a man known only as Teller. That's coming up next week on Spoiler in Time. Thank you, everyone, for being with us, for supporting the show, patreon.com slash cordkillers. You get these episodes a little early if you do that. And you also get our After Talk podcast, uh, where we talk about the behind the scenes of the show. So support us there, patreon.com slash cordkillers. We'll spoil you next time. Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs> <laughs>